Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Triple Jump podcast. What's up? I'm Dick Machinko, and I'm Peter. How are you, Dick? I'm really good. I'm just excited to be here. Yeah, just ready to go. Just ready to go. Very hard to hit some sick dabs in here because there's so much equipment and, and water everywhere. I just sounded a bit sort of bewildered. <laughs> Sounds like you'd you'd eaten a, a fruit that was a bit too bit too sharp. A gooseberry that was a bit too sharp for your for your liking. Gooseberry, gooseberry. Need, need a little longer or a little shorter. Need, so the, two, the I don't know how what, what on the, the bouche. I don't know what the the ratio and proportion proportionisms are between ripeness and sharpness. Proportionisms. It's pre-ripe. It's sharp, isn't it? I think. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what we're talking about. This is a video game podcast. Uh, Peter, it's been E3 this week. Has it? It's crazy. I hadn't noticed. And in light of the fact that it's been E3, I would like to talk about this week's podcast sponsor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we obviously can't do this podcast without the help of of our vital and totally real sponsor mm. and uh, the sponsor this week is E3 right i want to talk to you about the 3 i'm i'm now doing the show the ad read from the from the script that they've sent in hi peter i want to talk to you about the 3 e's yeah and those are ecstasy 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 mm. we're talking about ecstasy today we are sponsored by the i'm assuming class a drug and now i'm going off script yeah not just the ecstasy. sense of sort of euphoria no i'm talking actual... about the hard yeah. drug mm-hmm. ecstasy yeah. hey you ever felt uh, down Mm. Well, it's time to shoot right past down and perhaps all the way around the 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 sphere of emotional well-being straight back up past amazing round past down again and then back up to amazing. Wow. You do a full revolution of the emotional spectrum and that's what E3 can bring you. That's ecstasy ecstasy ecstasy. Talk to Kev. He's but he's outside by the bike sheds right, right now. Hey you, you ever been in a club toilet and thought, man, I, I really want something to inhale from that, that grimy cistern? There's always a Kev. E3. Keep an eye out. Yeah, speak to Kev. It's what my grandma always says. When, uh, you know, when, when, when the world seems dark and dangerous, look, keep an eye out for the Kevs. There's yeah. always a Kev. Look for the Kevs in the world. Look for the Kevs in the world. There's gonna, always a Kev. I'm going to de-robe, disrobe. Nah, nah, nah. De-disrobe. Nah, 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 it's a bit warm nah, in here, isn't nah. it? We've got a fan on over here. For the, it's not pointing at anyone, You've though. You've got so your it's hoodie not... on. 
I don't know how you're not going to roast to death. I'm just really comfy. This hoodie is I'm is a size too big. Uh, you uh, can get it at uh, triplejud.mup forward slash shop. And it's just, it's my office hoodie. It's super, oh, that fell on the floor. You intentionally got it a size too big. You're not suggesting really that the comfy. shop sends erroneous sizings. No. No, you chose an extra large size. I think this was just a large. Uh, no, I meant a, 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 a size that's too yeah. large. Right, yes. No, I did. Because it's just super comfy. It's nice to have baggy clothes sometimes. Mm, yeah. Anyway, what are we talking about? E3. How are you actually feeling though, Peter, after E3? I'm still pretty tired. Um, I didn't sleep that... Neither of us slept that well last night, did we? No. Um, ben told me this morning. We don't We don't share a bed together. We. I woke up and I, I rolled over and said, hey, Peter, how did you sleep? I was tossing all night, and sometimes turning, mostly tossing. All tossing, all night. Um, and it's probably because we're still slightly on California time. Right. Because um, we've been streaming along with the conferences. So yeah. we had two very late night slash early mornings. So both Monday and Tuesday morning UK time, we went to bed at about between 4 and 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. And then woke up and it was still that day. Yeah. Came back into the office to do it all over again. And then even... Tuesday night, even though it was just Nintendo's conference and that finished at sort of six-ish, we were still here until, you know, gone 10 p.m. Yeah. I didn't get to bed until after midnight and... Uh, Woke up in the Hotel California. Exactly. Such a horrible place. Such a, <laughs> such a tiring place. But we turn, Peter, to our wonderful patrons who are the real reason we can do this show. Yeah. And uh, we source all of our questions for the podcast from patreon.com forward slash team triple jump if you'd like to support us over there. Any tier of support gets to ask questions for the podcast. Mm -hmm. And they're all E3 related. Peter, what we got first? We've got a question right here from Chef Mikey. 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 Uh, Chef Mikey. Yes, Chef says, Lads, after watching the trailer for the new Avengers tr trailer... That's what it says. <laughs> I was left feeling underwhelmed. It looks like a generic superhero game. Do you agree? Also, do you think the inclusion of legends like Troy Baker and Nolan North will be enough to make this game successful? What were you expecting going into seeing this? I honestly, and in hindsight, maybe I shouldn't have been expecting this. Although, on the other hand, they have had this license for quite a... They, they announced this game a long time ago. They've they? had it for at least two and a half years. So they've had time to make a big game. And I think what I was, I was expecting was, essentially something along the lines of, of quality and budget as Marvel Spider-Man. But right. you just, you're playing as Avengers, it's got a multiplayer component. I'd have taken a slightly less um, engaging, uh, immersive story experience if it had been a little bit more, um, hey, here are all these multiplayer missions that, you know, some of them are probably just sort of procedurally generated or, you mm. know, you're actually scoring points and it's slightly arcadey, but still... Kind of, I don't know. I expected a bit more realism to it in my superhero video game. I uh, suppose so, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that they almost inherited, excuse me, inherited a uh, something of a, of a poison chalice, really. Yeah. Because Marvel's Spider-Man was about Spider-Man and they only had to worry about Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. And Spider-Man is already beloved and has had several examples of excellent video games made about him before. And this isn't saying Insomniac just, just ripped off what no. came before. What I'm saying is Crystal Dynamics now have to do that with, I mean, the Avengers, that they've they've clarified just includes Captain America, Iron Man, um, Thor, Hulk. the Hulk, and Black Widow. Mm. Um, but, you know, that's still 
five characters. Yeah. Unless I miscounted on my hand there, I can't even remember the, the amount of characters that I said. Two of them, one of them can fly. Can Thor fly? Thor can fly with yeah. his hammer, yeah. With his hammer. So two of them can fly. Mm-hmm. One of them can jump real high. Yeah. The, the incredibly high, you might say. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you, yeah, how do you build levels and worlds and missions around such a mixture of characters with different abilities? I, while finding the time to build them and have an interesting nuanced story without mm. first introducing them. You know, this is why I think a lot of people, when Marvel Spider-Man came out and we still didn't know what this game was, people were thinking, okay, this is interesting. Are the other partners' studios going to do like a Thor game and a Captain America yeah. game and then they're all going to come together for this Avengers game once we've been introduced to everybody? No. no. They've got to make a game that features all of these characters in one go. And I totally agree. I saw that gameplay. It was one of the things I was most excited for going Mm -hmm. into E3. And I don't really know what I expected. I think you're right. Something along the lines of the Spider-Man game that came out last year. And it did look, you know, even even the cutscenes and the gameplay, it just looked like sort of a a copyright-friendly version of of the Avengers. Because when you think the Avengers now... You obviously think of the films, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah, you do. And Spider-Man was so good that it didn't make us think of, you know, it was it was able to exist alongside the existing Spider-Man. They even had a costume in there, obviously. Yeah. And there may be costumes for this as well that, that, that are the actual movie costumes. Um, but it's just, it it seems almost like when you see you know these these almost like mobile games for like Marvel mobile games, and it's yeah. like there's Captain America, but it's not. You know, it's not Cap, is it? It's not Chris Evans' Captain America. It's just Captain America. That's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of a mobile game. And, mm. you know, a bigger budget, admittedly, but still not quite the budget or or the what you would expect. The visual from a, style. Yeah, exactly, the visual style. And even, I don't know, to an extent, the gameplay. I don't know what it is about the gameplay that makes me feel like that. Because really, all it was was some third-person... Did we see stuff. any? Well, Did we see it? hardly any. Yeah, there was some over-the-shoulder stuff, which I'm guessing was gameplay. But and there was nothing wrong with that. That was no, it's effectively no different to Spider-Man. But I don't know. I think just the the whole package overall, both the the fact that they were, you know, slightly kind of rip-off looking versions of the Avengers, purely right. because we're expecting the, you know, we've got the film in our head. Yeah. And yeah, combined with the visual style, I felt just looked a little bit like stylized it, it kind of looked can't put my finger on what made me feel like that but it it was just slightly like it had been cartoonified a, a touch yeah it looked like a promotional trailer for you know you see it and you think oh this looks in oh, okay it's just a mobile game yeah uh but it's for the it's, you know that's what it's actually going to look like which is which is great you know the the design of the characters i have no issue with um yeah it all just it all just felt a bit weird though didn't it seeing it and it I don't know what anyone expected going into it. I suppose it's because they took so long to show it off. Yeah. And MCU hype has never been higher. They also just... I don't know how impactful it's going to be on the story of the game, but they spoiled a massive thing right off the bat. Yeah. Said, you know, that... I mean, this this is in the trailer, so it's not a, not a spoiler as such. If you've seen it, you know, what I, you know what we're talking about. But, like, they imply that Captain America dies at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And and then they're saying, no, we let him down or something like that. And that just seems like something that you wouldn't reveal in your yeah, it's debut your debut stuff. So I, how is it that you play as Cap? Is he going to get replaced? Is he... He might get revived through some stuff. Yeah. Or, I don't some know. Some little buddy might come along. 
It's a four-player co-op. Mm-hmm. Again, not really sure how that... All I can picture in my head is the Lego games, which I think you've, yeah. you've made the comparison before. Like That's all I can imagine is that you're going down a linear path. There's four of you playing together, but, capped, uh, but Iron Man sorry, and Thor are capped at like flying 20 feet in the air because yeah. otherwise they go out of bounds and they can only fly within a certain area and it's just like I don't know how it's going to work that only Hulk can smash through right like yeah. Hulk and Thor can smash through certain doors Thor and Iron Man can fly up certain heights you know uh, Black Widow can do whatever the hell she does you know be there yeah just be she's there. also going to be there he talks about the voice cast as well it's a really good voice it cast. It is. It's such a good voice cast. But again, I think it's a poison chalice situation. Nolan North tweeted out, I am Iron Man. Yeah. Shortly afterwards. And, are you? And people are just like, you know, people are so connected to uh, Robert Downey Robert Jr. Downey. Iron Man mm. that it just feels like, you know, it feels weird. It feels strange. He did such a great job of playing Deadpool in the Deadpool game mm-hmm. uh, around the time that Deadpool the film was you know nearing uh, approaching release or yeah. it was a little while afterwards but even so that that performance still stands up but everything that these guys do now is just like it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like the Avengers I know yeah so uh, yeah I think that's the key thing when I saw this question also do you think the inclusion of legends like Troy Baker and Nolan North will be enough to make this game successful I think like Kind of no. I'm not saying it's not going to be successful, but I'm going to say that that's not going to make or break it. I think like it's not enough to just be like, oh, we've got a great cast. It's like, okay, well, yeah, you got a great cast, but it just kind of feels a little bit odd. And hopefully, and I think like the fact that Spider-Man came out last year mm-hmm. did so well. You know, maybe if that game hadn't come out, if we'd not, if there wasn't such a precedent for you know, an amazing superhero game experience in recent, very recent memory. We might have looked at this and thought, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. But, you know, when you've got that in your mind and you've got standards like that, mm-hmm. it's very hard to very hard to break that. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be a live service as well, although they promise no, no loot boxes or microtransactions or anything like that. It'll be uh, free maps and free characters being added and things, which is great. Mm-hmm. But again, like, I, I still... I'm wary of this one. Yeah. It just lends credence to the idea that this is going to be a sort of almost mobile game. And when I say when we say mobile game, we don't mean like you can play it on your phone. I mean in its presentation and style. Yeah. It seems a bit mobile and that's a little concerning at the moment, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We will see. We will see. Moving on, Peter. Mm. It's time for ground baking. Ground baking. A, ga- a ground. A ground baking. A ground baking mm. seg- seg- segment. It's Freshly time for baked ground. Ground force. Introducing ground force. You ready for ground force? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Ground force time, Peter. Mm-hmm. What are you baking currently? What am I baking? Yeah. What are you ground baking? Oh, I, I hope you've not. Uh, I hope you didn't eat before you came. I hope. I hope you've got space in your in your little in your little tiny tom tom. <laughs> Yeah. Where did that come from? That was really strange. It was. What a roller coaster of yeah. words. Uh, I, oh, words. You almost said the word that I was going to say. I actually played some worms. Uh, oh. This week? Yeah. Yeah. How'd that go? Uh, it went okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I played Worms World Party on the PS1 mm. because I remember, and I've not actually looked up the details on this, but... Um, there's talk of it being remastered. It might have already happened. I can't remember. I saw a trailer like months ago, maybe, or some kind of announcement. And I was like, oh, okay, I might get that. I enjoyed that. But um, 
then this week I was thinking about it and we've not had a lot of time to sit and play games because no. again we've been up all at night work. at work <laughs> playing games yeah um, and so uh, I, I just sort of got home two days ago and uh, popped it in and uh, just just had a little had a little trip down a little world lovely yeah how, how was it did you have fun it's good it, uh, yeah I really enjoy it uh, it's got like I I forget that worms is anything other than just you know multiplayer where you're blowing each other up mostly blowing your own teammates up and being an idiot mm-hmm. there's like a whole load of challenge modes in there and stuff like that. There's one where, you know the super sheep that can like fly fly in the sky? Yeah. There's one where you have a single super sheep that starts flying. Then all these crates are like dropping down from the sky on parachutes. And if you can fly it through, you'll pick the crate up. Mm-hmm. And so there's basically just a whole kind of um, challenge where you have to weave your way around, grab all these crates as they're falling through the air with a single super sheep. Mm. Um, so that's a lot of fun. There's a load of ninja rope sort of um, assault courses and stuff like that. And of course... You can just play against some some computer players and uh, drop drop concrete donkeys on each other and stuff like that. Conkeys. So, conkeys. What? What? Sorry. That I don't know about that. Well, that's a, yeah. Um, it's an, that's a bad. Is it a bad word? It sounds like a bad. I word. It sounds like a really bad word. Sorry, everybody. It's probably okay. Um, so yeah, just thought I'd uh, play play a little bit of that this week. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's, I think it's a bit underrated as well because everyone talks about Worms Armageddon, which came out. Almost, I think, the same year. It's it's basically the same game, but just slightly tweakened. Right. Um, and yeah, everyone everyone talks about Worms Armageddon on the PS One. Worms World Party is basically identical, but uh, just just the one I had, and I, I thought uh, it was fun. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, ben. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, Dick. Yeah. Oh, I've got to get used to that. For... Dick. Yes. Uh, what are you playing, Dick? I, I tell you, Peter, I have not played much. Mm-hmm. Um, I very briefly played Sonic Mania. Oh, yeah. That came out, I think it was just not last year, but the year before, maybe. It was mm. just on PlayStation Plus. And I've heard so many good things, and I really like the music and stuff that I'd heard, So and, and the little animated intro. This mm-hmm. is the one that was basically made by a fan. Yeah. Where they said, okay, you you seem to know what you're doing, and he made a really, really good game. Joe um, Hendry's a big fan of this game. I thought you were going to say Joe Hendry made it. No. Yeah, made from creative producer Joe Hendry. Joseph Hendry. It, I played it for five minutes and then I turned it off because I remembered why I'd never played Sonic before is because I've never played Sonic before. Right. So I started up Sonic Mania. Great music. Mm-hmm. Bobbing along thinking this is great. Pick Knuckles. I thought I was choosing Knuckles. The... It's, it's pronounced Sorry, Knuckles. Knuckles. I can tell you've not played this game before. Such an ama- amateur, yeah, amateur over here. Yeah. So I picked Knuckles. I didn't even realize I was picking my character. I thought I was just choosing an icon for the save data. I was like, right. "Oh, this is retro. This is cool." Um, I started as Knuckles, and then I lost all. I lost all my rings. It took me a while to work out how to like jump up sheer walls, walls and stuff. Yeah. I was a bit confused and. Sonic always looks amazing being played by people who know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I've obviously, why would they include a tutorial for Sonic? Everyone should know how to play oh, Sonic, God, yeah. but I don't know how to play Sonic. So I was like, oh, I'm really tired and I can't play this game. So then I deleted it. Oh, I mean, I just wanted to give it a go though. I, again, it's not me. It's not me assume, saying the game's bad by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. It's that I literally have You're no... Bad. I have no, I'm so bad. I have no idea how to play Sonic. So I started it up and just went, oh, oh yeah. 
I wish I could get into this. It's like fighting games. I wish I could get into fighting games, yeah. but I'm not good at them. So, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. That was pretty much it. I really haven't had time for anything since we last. Uh, no, me neither. Last recorded, apart from what we played on stream, uh, which were a couple of little tidbits, bit of Crash Team Racing. Yeah, I thought about I thought about talking about those, but I was like, I don't know if you will be or or what. But there it is. And if people have watched them, then it's like, well, yeah, I was watching. Why are you telling me about that game that you played? So. Love Crash Team Racing. Just can cannot wait. For the for the remake, I'm more and more excited every day. Spyro confirmed as a down as a unlockable racer, and they're adding more tracks and stuff to yeah. it as it goes, right? All kinds of things. I think some of them are from um, that's they've said a while ago that uh, this from Nitro fueled crash. No, sorry, from <clears throat> Nitro Kart. Yeah, uh, and characters and stuff. But I think some of them are also just new tracks. Like there's one that looked like it was from Crash Warped, mm. like the Big Sphinx. Maybe that so was you're from Nitro say Kart. something else then. Yeah. The, big, the Big Sphincter. Uh, I I didn't play Nitro Kart, so maybe that is literally just lifted from there. But it certainly is the same Sphinx as mm. in uh, Warped. So yeah, it's very exciting stuff. We were saying to each other that like, as as much as it's people complained about the the gameplay changes in Spyro, mm-hmm. like very subtle ones that made it not feel quite exactly the same. That threw a lot of people off, and the same in Crash as well. Yeah. The the uh, insane trilogy this one if they do not get the drifting and the handling exactly as people remember mm-hmm. yeah people are going to be furious i mean i know i am i just picked up crash team racing with you just then and i was drifting and flying all over the place like a champ like like a day hasn't passed yeah. since since the heyday of playing it back in the late 90s well i think uh but if anything's different we will know because we can still play the original. We've just done it. Yeah. And if we play the the re- remake and we're like, oh, God, I'm f- smashing into walls and stuff, then something is wrong and people are going to be furious. Well, the original the thing is I, I didn't own it until only a few years back. I played it a bit at other mm. people's houses as a kid, but I don't quite have the same level of like muscle memory. I do have it. I know how, you know, you do kind of get a bit of a feel for it, but I don't have the same level as you. So actually, if it's... If it's a bit different, I might be better at You'll relearning be fine. it than you. It's just like me playing Spyro and thinking, hey, this is great. I'm not a huge fan of the hover, but then you obviously noticed that a lot more than I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah because I never really played the first and the second one. I was just uh, I, I was just a big Year of the Dragon fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll report back. It's what, like a week away now? Yeah, it's really close. Yeah. It should be so. code, I think. Very exciting. We'll play it on stream and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, and show it off to you guys. But uh, that's that's what I'd be playing, Pete's. Yeah, that's what I'd be playing. Great stuff. Next question comes from many people this week. Manuel, people. Yes. Uh, MacIver, the Mark, Ginny, Tobias, Weatherburn, Stephen Scodes, Patricia Bis- Biscuits. Patricia Biscuits. Uh, that's her name. And Samson Horn all asked very similar questions. That's a good in name. that Samson Horn. Samson Horn. Yeah. He sounds like. Uh, what time period is Samson Horn from? Yeah. It, Maybe a pirate or sort of revolution. Revolutionary time period in America. Yeah. Samson Horn. Was E3 bad? Does it have a future? People aren't showing up now, so what comes next is the general gist. And I think a lot of that's that's sort of been the feeling coming out of E3. A lot of a lot of people feeling like it was a bit meh this year. And with mm. PlayStation not there and Activision not there, uh, Phil Spencer, head of Xbox, has just said in sort of the last 24 hours or so that he prefers it when PlayStation are here because it just makes it seem bigger. Yeah. But it should be noted that he is also on the board of the ESA, the Electronics... Uh, what was I can't remember. The Entertainment Software Association. Uh, I can't remember what it stands yeah. for. 
Um, and they 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 run E3. Right. So obviously it's in his interest to make it as profitable as possible. But, you know, I think there's definitely a point there that it is more entertaining uh, to have as many companies there as possible. Uh, we have had a similar conversation before mm. about whether or not the sort of live streams are the future. Yeah. The state of play, the Nintendo Direct, the, whatever the hell that Gearbox live stream was a, f- a few months ago. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Magic trick show. Yeah. Uh, Randy, Randy Pitchford's Magic Show. Um. We've we've had a similar conversation before, but I thought it was worth, as so many people are asking this question, not just to us, but also in general, mm-hmm. it's probably worth having a, a bit of a discussion about it anyway. Yeah. What do you think, Peter? I think, is E3 dead? Well, so whether or not E3 is dead, I think what happened this year wasn't much E3's fault as like as a as an organization or as a as an event organizer entity. I think that um you know yeah it's a shame that EA and well EA was kind of there but it wasn't but it's a shame it's certainly a shame that PlayStation wasn't there and yeah all yeah. right if E3 E3 can entice Sony to come back in future when they've got stuff <clears> to show <throat> then that would be a good thing. They've said they might yeah next year. But what I think the bigger issue was is actually just kind of the state of the industry at the moment like ubisoft i was i was just bored for a whole load of that because they're just churning out shooter after shooter and that was that was pretty tedious uh microsoft i mean i thought that was okay i think like that they could have like shown some more gameplay i think nintendo did did a pretty good job like it's not yeah. appealing to me but i can see that like objectively it was a I good think, showcase. yeah it was objectively the best showcase even if it was even if in and of itself it wasn't that amazing yeah um square enix like i don't know i'm kind of on the fence about that i think like yeah for a certain kind of audience member that was probably good too for me it wasn't but yeah i think like it e3 might be sort of dying but i think that's kind of because these people seem to have forgotten how to put on a good show <laughs> and it's not e3's fault that like microsoft don't show any gameplay and that ubisoft keep making shooters and like barely anything else you know so yeah. that that's my issue really and yeah if sony was there that would be a lot more exciting for sure so uh that that could be the 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 big piece to the puzzle next year but um i don't know no, I agree. I think I think we're in a difficult. I'm just googling what the what ESA stands for. I'm so sorry. That's okay. um, I think we're in a difficult position now as this console generation is starting to wind down a bit. Yeah. Um, I think we have seen this before, but you know, The Last of Us was right at the end of of the life cycle of the PS3, mm-hmm. and and God of War Two was right at the end of the life cycle of the PS2, and so on. So there's there's definitely still stuff to be to be done uh where are we i'm trying to find it now esa it just, no it doesn't even say what it's uh, it just why don't you just google esa i did but it stands it's something else as well uh, esa i'll tell you here's what it comes up with if you google esa employment and so- and support allowance is what it comes up with right um here is your esa yeah so I'll, I'll have a look at that in a second when i don't have to speak which is what I'm doing right now. Okay. Hello, everyone. Um, is E3 doomed? No, I don't think so. Nah. I think E3 will be around as long as people want to go to it. Um, it's still a huge calendar event. Nintendo knows that. They could have not done this week and just done something next week or yeah. next month. They didn't have to be here, but they know that all eyes are on 
the first to second week of June yeah. every year. And that will continue to be the case. Maybe fewer and fewer people physically attend, mm -hmm. but I think E3 in spirit will continue forever. That's what I hope for. Like, I think ultimately I don't really mind whether people are physically there or not because we never go geographically. We don't go there. Mm -hmm. um, but as long as there are going to be a whole bunch of streams and trailers and reveals and interviews and gameplay all packed in together into early June every year. It's video game Christmas. Yeah, that's what that's what I that's what E three is to me. I don't you know, the show floor makes no difference. It's just, you know, what trailers am I gonna see? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it would be a shame if people start splitting up and doing, you know, a Nintendo Direct in late June and then like a, a PlayStation state of play in like early July and mm -hmm. no, don't split them up guys. Do them all together. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's all that I hope remains. Um that if if nothing else, we have a big, as you say, video game Christmas yes. every summer. In terms of um what was good about this show, because there's there's a lot of negativity going around yeah. and you know, we're not helping that because E3 has always traditionally been a snark fest mm -hmm. because it's just fun to snark along. Yeah. Um Things that things that I liked the look of. I really like the look of Animal Crossing. I we we have a switch that just happens to be in my just switch, happens yes. to be in my flat. Um, so I would like to play Animal Crossing. I've never played Animal Crossing before, but mm -hmm. I love the I, I've always loved the idea of it. Um, it looked charming, didn't it? It looked charming as heck. I love things like Harvest Moon and Stardew Valley, and I know it's not quite that, but it's in that sort of similar mold. And mm -hmm. I, I love the idea of that kind of game, so I'd love to give that a go. Um, Watch Dogs Legion. I know that the past two Watch Dogs have had really, really impressive reveals, and Watch Dogs 2 was, was good by, by all accounts, mm -hmm. um, but they never quite followed through on the promise that they showed off. Yeah. I hope that this, is, this bucks that trend. Me I too. like the setting... Um, I'm intrigued by it, and I would like to play that. Final Fantasy VII Remake looks excellent. Uh, Marvel's Avengers, I think, was probably the thing I was most hyped coming into the show for. Uh, had had my pride knocked a little on that one, but I'll keep an eye on it. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see We'll see how that develops when we finally get to see some gameplay. Um, and I think oh, CD, CD Projekt Red's um, Cyberpunk 2077, Cyberpunk. of course. Looks amazing. I've heard people who played uh, from. I've I've seen articles written by journalists who played it on the show floor that day, yeah. and they said it, it's going to be like people's definitely like game of the year. If it's if the demos wow. that I have played are indicative of the final product, it's going to be loads of people's game of the year, possibly people's favorite game ever made of wow. all time, which is quite the claim. So I, t I can't. I don't know who to cite that to, but that Keanu was, Reeves, uh, someone with a verified tick on Twitter. So there you go. Yeah. Um. I. Probably was most excited going in, if you count EA, uh, for Star Wars. Again, slightly knocked by that. I didn't think there was anything like bad about it. It just didn't blow either one of my socks off. In mm -hmm. fact, it didn't even blow my shoes off. My my feet are completely encased still. It, it bent right down in front of you, and it just went <sighs> on your laces, and it just ruffled them a bit. Yeah. Um, but talking to Star Wars, I'm actually quietly excited. It's not actually one of the biggest big announcements of E3, but I'm looking forward to the Lego Star Wars all Skywalker of them. saga. You want all of them? All nine of them, all together. You're going to be playing that forever. I am. Well, that's fine. That'd be nice. I like Lego, and I like Star Wars. I like the Lego, Lego games that they make, so that's I good. didn't even realize they were making... Uh, they'd made Lego games for episode... Eight. I knew there was one for episode seven. Me too. I didn't realize they'd done one for eight. I didn't know so there's one have, for nine. Have they done one for eight yet? I've, I've no idea. I'm just going to wait now. They just appear so regularly. Yeah. They're difficult to keep track of. I mean, will they go back to the original 
trilogy? No, the original six games, mm. I suppose. Um, and retrofit them with their new style that actually has voice acting. Spruce them up a bit. They might do. That would be exciting. Because that trailer showed stuff that definitely wasn't in the original ones, yeah. uh, from what I remember, but it might have just been a CG trailer. I guess all they'd have say. to do is redo the cutscenes, which is yeah. relatively easily done. They don't have to start filling around with the gameplay. So, yeah, they might do that. Um, okay. The other thing uh, that, again, wasn't the biggest announcement of the conference, but kind of intrigued me, was Gods and Monsters. I think that looks cool. Yeah, Ubisoft's new game. This was leaked as a Breath of the Wild clone beforehand yeah. um, and didn't see enough of it. Though. No, no. I would have been very interested to see just a bit more of that. Same with Elden Elden Ring. Yes. Rings. Ring? Yeah. Rings. Ring. Ring. Elden Ring. Um, you know, we didn't see much of that either, but that's intriguing too. So there were yeah. actually lots of little tiddly biddlies yeah. that we are... Just not enough gameplay. That's no. the thing. I mean, Final Fantasy VII had loads and I think that's what it needed to do after such a long development mm -hmm. period and so many... Uh, negative stories about it being canned and like uh, lead developers leaving and yeah. it being started again and all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you want a, a very concise and fantastically professional wrap mm. up of everything that happened at E3 very on the channel right serious. now, so serious, uh, you can watch what happened at E3 2019. There's also a list of ranking every single E3 back from when it started in the 90s all the way up until last year from worst to best so if you'd like to see that that's also on the channel as well as all of our live streams so there's tons of e3 coverage and also peter you did the voiceover for a list this week didn't yes you? it went out on thursday i mean at time of recording i've not yet uploaded it but i have just received it into my inbox so i'm assuming it's ready to go uh so it should go out it should have gone out on thursday uh the 10 cringiest e3 moments of all time yep um, there was nothing from 2019 on there. It was written before then. Unfortunately, I don't think anything that bad happened that that list is now immediately dated. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. And we've got one more piece of E3 coverage going out next week on Tuesday, which will be uh, the 10 most important announcements of E3 2019. Mm. So loads of E3 stuff. That'll be the end of it, though, for another year. So please go and support all of it. We really appreciate go it. Go and overdose on your ease. Oh, speaking of ease, yeah, makes you feel a little bit, a little bit funny, a little, a little strange, bit, a little bit odd, a little bit unusual, uh, maybe kind of weird. Weird is weird news. It's time for weird news. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Weird news time, Peter. It is weird news time, Dick. It's uh, time for weird news. What is happening in the weird world of weird news this week, Dick Machinko? It's weird three third news. What? It's E3 weird news. Yeah. That's what we've gone for here. Oh, you've got some E3 I've news. got some E3 weird news. what we agreed upon. I hope you brought some E3 weird news. Oh, I have. have I didn't know it was compulsory, oh, okay. but mine yes. is. Okay. The fun is mandatory. It's the E3 episode. It is. Okay. Everything is E3 all the time. Mm-hmm. So you may remember during Microsoft's conference, Peter, when... Keanu Reeves said, it's breathtaking. And someone in the crowd said, you're breathtaking. He went, you're breathtaking. Everyone was breathtaking. It was all a big breathtaking circle. It was lovely. Well, that guy in the crowd was identified on Twitter by CD Projekt Red, the the developers of Cyberpunk. Identified. They found him. He came forward. Okay. And it's now in his Twitter handle. It's like his first name, you're breathtaking. And then last. Oh, nice. And uh, they offered him the collector's edition of Cyberpunk 2077. Did they really? As as a little reward. A little PR stunt. For, for doing the breathtaking bit, which is, is fun. Is it that easy? I'll go next year and just say something to someone. Give me a game you're for just it. Gonna, you're going to be that guy that interrupts every conversation you hear in the, in the off chance that A, you don't get punched, but B, you get rewarded. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, that's fine. That'll be me. But that's not all, Peter. There's been a twist. A twist in the... T- what? In the tail. In the tail. There's a twist in the tail. What is it? Um, however, this is, comes from Pushquare. However, it turns out Sark, his last name is Sark, isn't interested. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want the collector's edition. You mean he's not he's not taking it or he just does, he's he's he, just disappointed he just with d- his gift? He doesn't want the gift, so as I not- will explain. He's not going to take it. He's not going to take it. Oh, my God. So Cyberpunk2077 tweets him, Hey, so what about leaving you breathless again by sending you a collector's edition next year? He replies, his full name is Peter Sark, by the way. He replied publicly. He replied publicly to them saying, That would be awesome. But how about donating a go-kart through at Gamers Outreach to a children's hospital instead? That would be hashtag breathtaking. So he's used his position here to... Say he doesn't want the collector's edition, but instead he would like something to be done for charity, which is weird. On the one hand, <laughs> really nice. It is really nice. But on the other hand, bit of a dick move. Do you think? Yes, because <laughs> because you're, sure, you're very sure. CD Projekt Red have said, "Hey man, cool PR moment. Uh, you want a two hundred dollar special edition?" And he's gone, "Nah." I want you to donate a $1,500 go-kart oh, to a charity. I mean, go-karts aren't cheap. Well, They're no. like little vehicles. Well, the true, yeah. So there's a... And, and CD Projekt Red have no choice but to yeah, say they yes. they have to do that They now. can't not do it. I didn't think about the financial... Yeah, the, the... So it's a bit of a... It's well-intentioned and super cool of him to use that to say, nah, like, mm. I, you know what, just... And CD Projekt Red have since said, yes, they will do that, by the way. Yeah, okay. Um, but... The hand's kind of been forced here, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that is actually a little bit oh, like... It's like calling them out publicly and saying, no, you know what? Put your money where your mouth is and donate something way more expensive to charity. I must admit, when you when you read that out, I, I did think it was a bit weird. Normally, people would say, 
hey, no, don't give it to me. Give it to charity. Yeah, donate the, donate the monetary charity. equivalent but to charity. But to actually specify, don't give that game to me. Give a go-kart, a go-kart. to this company. So there's probably a backstory and he's involved with them in, oh, in sure some sense. Is, yeah. But th- you cannot deny that there is a huge monetary value leap between the collector's edition and a go-kart. Yeah. And putting a company on, not even on blast, but so publicly saying, go on say no to this yeah they can't they can't say no god it's a drop in the ocean for them at the end of the day but and it's and as i said it's well intentioned but i just thought that was extremely weird that he would choose not that he would choose to forego his reward for interrupting and and donate so donate it to charity instead but that he would basically put the company on the spot and force their hand to donate something way more expensive to charity that is very strange um Um, I, i mean i i'm at least kind of it's it's got rid of the confusion that I had around him saying you're breathtaking and just not want. I thought you were just going to say he didn't. He was like, no, I don't want just the didn't game. want it. See you later. No, no, not interested. No, I think he probably does want the game, but he yeah. he just just using it. it for 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 a better purpose. It's which is honorable. Great. But it's honorable, but it's odd. Yeah, don't say. Oh yeah, two hundred dollars. How about multiply that by seven? And, yeah, uh, give it to charity. Give it to charity. Uh, Sure, okay. <laughs> we'll do that. Oh, you son of a gun. Well, what do you ben, like? from one man who is, I guess, sort of a nice and honourable man who's at least trying to give to charity, uh, to a, a slightly less honourable character, have you heard of someone called uh, Dr. Disrespect PhD? Yes, he's my cousin. What's his? He's your cousin? He's Dick Majinko's cousin. Oh, I see. Dr. Disrespect. Dick Dick my respect. Dick, Dick my res- Dick respect. I don't know. Yeah, uh, so this this guy has a mustache and that's pretty much his whole thing, he's right? He's a doctorate in in dis- disrespecting people. He's a Twitch streamer. He's pretty much everything that we don't like about Twitch streaming. He don't is. know the guy. Don't, I haven't watched any of his stuff, Make but his persona is, seems irritating. And he kind of shot up relatively overnight, didn't he? Like a, maybe a year and a half ago, I feel. Oh, that was certainly what, how it appeared to me. I've oh, never okay. heard of the guy, and then everyone was talking about him constantly. Yeah, I only heard about him through word of mouth. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Disrespect streams inside an e3 bathroom i'm sorry what comma gets banned from twitch no hang on square brackets update e3 badge revoked as well oh wow okay square bracket there's a there's a lot there's a lot of information to unpack in that headline there is um i looked for various write-ups of this um just again to mix it up to from what we usually do but literally the best write-up was from kotaku.com our favorite uh, it's we're back to them again this is by nathan grayson um, filed to Doctor Disrespect. I think they've got a category in their news site just for oh, Doctor Disrespect. Oh God! How many how many scandals has he got pending? <laughs> we'll see. Today, popular Twitch streamer, popular Twitch streamer guy, Doctor. Oh, I see. His first name is Guy. Oh, Guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> how do you pronounce his surname? B e a h m. Beam. 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 We'll just say be- Guy Beam. Guy Beam. Right, we'll say Beam. It's okay. probably not that. Twitch uh, streamer Guy Dr. Disrespect Beam got suspended from Twitch today after streaming from inside a bathroom at the LA Convention Center <laughs> during E3. His E3 say. badge was also revoked. Dr. Disrespect is attending... I mean, this was written at, written at the time. Is attending E3 and purportedly, for the first time ever, doing a series of IRL streams on site. Okay. On Tuesday afternoon, the first day of the show, 
he and his camera person walked into a public bathroom with a camera rolling, something that almost certainly violates Twitch's community guidelines in terms of service. Uh, though bathrooms are not specifically mentioned, it says. <laughs> Hopefully it goes right. without saying. Yeah, you should know better than that. Don't film other people's knobs. If nothing else, Twitch forbids people from streaming illegal acts, and, and filming in peop- uh, people in a public bathroom is likely a violation of California's invasion of privacy law. Right. So if nothing else, he was breaking that law. Okay. Um, Dr. Disrespect proceeded to stroll into the men's room with tens of thousands of people watching his stream, then shouted the word, bodyguard. I'm guessing he's an American man, or is he British? He's, a, he's an American. He's an American. Yeah. Shouted the word, bodyguard, while E3 attendees, including one that looked to be a child, used urinals or urinals. Your, no, urinal. In the background. He then went into a stall. Other clips taken later depict him re-entering the bathroom two more times and using a, u- a urinal or urinal. Yes. Kotaku viewed the clips, but we've chosen not to link them to protect the privacy of those in the footage. Right, exactly. Um, uh, images posted to Twitter have also depicted Dr. Disrespect urinating at a urinal or urinal with a camera person standing behind him and with many other attendees of the show using the urinals or urinals next to him. Not long after, Dr. Disrespect's account vanished from Twitch. It's currently inaccessible. Kotaka reached out to Twitch uh, and E3 for more information. And there's an update to this article at the bottom. Yeah. An ESA rep. <gasps> we don't know what that stands for. I'm going to look it up right now. I'm fairly sure it's Entertainment Software Association. I think it probably is, yeah. An ESA rep told Kotaku in an email that the organization has revoked Dr. Disrespect's E3 badge. For God's sake. The story has been updated to reflect this new information. Thank you, Kotaku. What a blundering idiot it is, Entertainment Software Association. That is insane. It what is. What on earth was he hoping to get out of that? Just, I think he kind of thought that he can just do that because he's Dr. Disrespect and, he, and you know... What, by filming a child urinate? Yeah. Well, some people think that they've got, like, enough of a following. I mean, it's like Logan Paul, I think. That's kind of why he does some of the, like, arsehole things he does. I'm sure he's a bit of an arsehole in real life, like, mm. pre his YouTube channel. But once you get that much of an echo chamber with so many people who watch you and love everything that you do, you kind of probably feel a bit untouchable. And, like, the yeah. rules are for everyone else except me. Especially if, you, if you're building a cult of personality around, like, a persona. Yeah. Like he appears to be. So much so that he can no longer apparently distinguish between being a regular, nice, normal human person that respects other people. Well, he's Dr. And he's not Dr. Doctor Disrespect. Dr. Disrespect, the worst superhero ever. Yeah. What, what's your superpower, Dr. Disrespect? I film peeing kids. Yeah. That's oh, what I do. Another distress call. Better go and make some softcore child pornography. Oh, God. post it on my E3 IRL live stream. What's up? I'm Dr. Disrespect. My superpower is getting banned from conventions <laughs> for filming minors at stalls. Yeah. What is wrong with you? I, I, he's, he's just insane. What, I mean, what, what an absolute chuffing idiot. As you correctly said, me and you have never seen his content, and I think we will continue to never well, see Well, we can't content. anymore. Well, no, that's That's it. his own fault, isn't he's it? From Twitch, has he like? Has he like? I'm just fascinated now. Has he spoken publicly at I've all? Not actually, I've not checked ever that. since. Like, know. is it still down? We'll I don't to, know. I'll have to find out. But um, that is, I think, totally warranted. And we're not saying that as you know, because there's plenty of YouTubers and streamers out there that we probably think, God, this these guys great on me, or they're they're awful. Yeah. Ugh. 
I do, but we'd never wish that they had their livelihood taken away unless no, they did something yeah. awful. And this is pretty awful yeah. as it goes. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like it's well and truly deserved. You know, it's always fun to laugh at someone who's in a position of privilege who messes up and has everything taken away. But at the end of the day, they're still a human person mm. and that sucks. But this this was taken... He took every initiative here to make a terrible decision. Because it's live. And thought it was fine. It's live as well. You know, if me and you were filming a video mm. and we were idiots... We, we wandered into a school playground. Yeah. I know we're focusing on the child aspect here, but he must have known that that could have been a risk. Well, that it, there were going to be children in that bathroom. Irrespective, even if it was a non-child event, if there were people in there pissing at a urinal or urinal, <laughs> if he walked in there with... And he was just filming a video, not, not live streaming, even that would be terrible but at least people can then turn around to him and say well put their put their knobs away first then turn around to him and say delete that what on earth is wrong with what you? are you doing get out but yeah. he walked in it's live there's tens of thousands of people watching and it's hey look at these people having a wee yeah you know what there's no going back from that immediately that's um, just on the internet forever i'm assuming someone was it who was in that bathroom went straight to a representative and yeah. said someone is filming people in the bathroom it doesn't matter who it is mm. that person faces the same repercussions as anyone would be you get turfed right out or it may potentially have charges pressed maybe report from the other, by twitch other end. Yeah, yeah perhaps yeah unbelievable yeah that was that's especially weird peter that's one of the weirder news i've ever heard it is that was a pretty weird news oh. thank you both of us for those weird news yes, you're thank welcome you. Thank you, us. Mm. Next question, Peter. What we got? Uh, this is from Finley Carver, who says... Okay. You'll see why okay. I said that. Right. With lots of announcements being uh, remasters and remakes and sequels, I'm assuming we're talking about E3 here, mm -hmm. do you think it's harder for new IPs to succeed, or are people becoming bored of seeing the same franchises over and over? Thanks so much for answering my question last week, by the way, even if Peter got my name wrong. Oh, what did you call him? Uh, I checked this before we came in. Apparently, I called him Finley Carter. Oh. Now, I don't know if I read it wrong off the sheet... Or if it was written wrong on the sheet. It may have been written wrong on the sheet. I tend not to copy and paste the names, so it might have. Uh, oh, I might you, have slipped just a key. Across. Yeah. Oh, okay. That might be my bad. I'm sorry. That's okay. Thank you, Finley Carver. Carver. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Finley Carter, for that I, question there. I tell you what, Peter. Mm. I love a remaster. Me too. I tell you what, I like more. Yeah. A remake. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Gotta yeah. love that nostalgia. Absolutely. I was over the moon when I heard Final Fantasy VII was getting a remake. Mm -hmm. Thrilled when Crash Team Racing was going to get a remake. Yeah. Beside myself when Spyro was going to get a remake. Me too. I'm still waiting for a Mass Effect trilogy remaster to release on PS4. I don't know why they haven't done it yet. Yeah. I think there will always be a place for things like this as long as it doesn't distract from new IPs. And I don't think that it necessarily ever will. No, I don't think so. Because people will always be looking for new stuff. Mm. Always. At this show, though, it must be said, there were a lot of remasters and remakes, particularly in yeah. Square Enix's conference. Mm. But when a lot of the the sequels that are shown, as, as Finley says, sequels is another issue here, a lot of them are Tom Clancy games. Mm. So many of those games looked identical at Ubisoft's conference. Identical to both the games that came before in their respective series and also identical to each other. Right. Yeah. Probably made in a very similar engine, if not the same engine. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that that's necessarily going to have a negative knock-on effect in the long run. No. I think purely, at least speaking about this E3 specifically, new IPs like um, Elden Ring 
and other such titles. What was that? Gods and Monsters? Yeah, Gods, and, Gods and Monsters, I think. Yeah. Didn't get any gameplay. If they made more of a splash, then perhaps they would be dominating conversation. Mm -hmm. But as it stands, Final Fantasy VII Remake is a remake, had about 20 minutes of dedicated stage time with loads of gameplay footage, loads of uh, you know commentary over the top explaining how it all works. Yeah. So that, of course, is going to dominate conversation for now. But I don't think in the long run that you know things will be too negatively impacted by it. It is Gods and Monsters. I was just checking it wasn't Myths and Monsters. I think that uh, is the Netflix show. There's a, there's a Netflix show with a very similar name. I can't remember if it's Gods or Myths. But anyway, yes, that, that, you're right. Um, yeah, I, I agree, really. I don't have much to add to that. I think, yeah, I love a remaster slash remake. Um, and uh, I, I don't think it distracts. I think, if anything, I think it, they when a, a remaster or a remake is announced or comes out, the reason I don't think it it kind of distracts from new IPs is they're not it's not scratching the same itch or it's not you know you know like the uh, the tongue with the different taste zones drawn on it right which I think is scientifically in inaccurate and I think your tongue just tastes everything all over okay but uh, you know you, we've all seen that erroneous image yeah I think you have like a little a little taste area on your tongue for remasters and remakes and a completely separate one for new IPs mm. if you'll if you'll it's like sweet and savory run with this crazy metaphor yes yeah. I'm enjoying the metaphor it is like sweet and savory so it doesn't matter how much sweet you have you know sooner or later it's going to be lunchtime and you're going to want some savory you're going to want, want your sandwich. Those scotch eggs yeah you're going to want a scotch egg delicious after, video game after scotch you've egg. had your scotch egg then you might think I have a little um Maybe a little biscuit. A after. penguin bar. Yeah, a little penguin bar. It's got bar a joke on there too. Yeah. Probably about how much you paid to play a game that you've already played before. Yeah, well, probably. There is that. But, but you know what? People can spend their money how they like. Yeah. Um, I get the gist of what you're saying, Finley. Uh, but I think, I think it'll be okay. Mm. I think we'll be all right. I think um, in terms of stealing coverage away and you know new new franchises or new ips not getting a chance to stand out again at this e3 it was just a case of the remakes had a bigger presence yeah and th and that's all it comes down to if we had a 15 minute elden ring stage demo or gods and monsters stage demo mm. then we'd probably be talking about them just as much yeah uh but it doesn't sound like they're ready for that yet. No, I mean, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, Watch Dogs. I know that's a sequel, but it's not a remake or a remaster. We talked mm. we talked about Watch Dogs and uh, Cyberpunk. There wasn't even Cyberpunk gameplay this no, time. No, there wasn't. Uh, but, you know, we're talking about those plenty. And, um, yeah, I don't think the remakes or remasters distract too much from, uh, from, from the current state of affairs with the new IP. No. Yeah. Uh, part of the reason that Cyberpunk did so well was, of course, the celebrity presence... Of Kinu Reeves. Yes. Uh, John John Hoyk. John Candlewick himself. John whom? John Candle... Who, sorry? Wh whom? Gone, gone home. Yes. Uh, and speaking of which... It's... Wick. Oh, my... Oh, my God. It's time for the big discussion. Uh, big discussion. Big discussion. This is a question by way of Liam Hammond. Liam Hammond? Liam Hammond. Liam Hammond. Mm -hmm. With the awesome appearance of Kinu... I know it's not Kinu. Guys, come on. Of Kino on the Cyberpunk reveal, what are your thoughts of on Hollywood actors becoming a bigger part of the gaming industry? We've started to see this more and more with YouTube as the likes of Will Smith and Dwayne Johnson uh, being used to a large extent. How do you feel the game industry will develop if three major entertainments industry, uh, sorry, three entertainments industries, film, TV and games, start becoming a much more combined experience? 
what what's happening with Will Smith and Dwayne Johnson? On they YouTube? have YouTube channels. Do you know you know where this? I think I knew. I might have known that Dwayne did, but I don't don't think I knew that Will Smith did. So I don't think that YouTube are promoting Dwayne nearly as much, but certainly Will Smith joining YouTube was a thing, a really big initiative they were pushing last year, I think. Oh. And as a result, he opened their. YouTube Rewind, oh, which was the was infamous the rewind. YouTube yeah. Rewind. Mm. And again, it's just sort of raised this whole issue of it's meant to be for small creators and YouTube are piling money into getting huge celebrities to start YouTube channels, yeah. which is great business, but not great for anyone else. Mm-hmm. It's great for YouTube, but not great for anyone else who wants to use YouTube as a platform to create things. Yeah. Um, so I think that that is a bad thing. But celebrities in games, good thing, because, you know, largely they're actors. And actors are always welcome in video games when we're trying to make them more cinematic. cinematic. And we've seen that happen before. With I mean, Beyond Two Souls starred uh, Ellen Page Mm. and uh, Willem Dafoe Dafoe Dafoe. The Green Goblin. The Last of Us kind of starred Ellen Page as well. Sort of did. Controversially. Yeah, yeah, they did a little redesign, but it yeah. still looked quite like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, as, as he said, we've got um, Keanu Reeves in Cyberpunk. And what is the name of the man? Norman is reading. Norman's Norman's reading corner is in yeah. is in The Phantom Baby. Mm. Uh, no, not The Phantom Baby. What's it called? Pity. Sorry? P- Silent, Silent Hills. Pity. 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 PT. He was in PT. Oh, PT. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Thank you. God. That was really, so, you forgot about it. That was so already. esoteric. That yeah. It was really hard for me to Pity. grasp that one. Pity. Uh, <laughs> and now he's going to be in the new um, Death Stranding. Baby Simulator. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking uh, the Phantom. When I said the Phantom Baby, I was thinking the Phantom Pain because the one example I would give of it being a negative thing was when Kiefer Sutherland was in MGS5, the Phantom Pain. He didn't do many lines for right. a start. There were a lot of scenes where he didn't say anything and Snake just sort of stood there. He was presumably paid an awful lot. He brought absolutely bugger all to mm-hmm. the performance. There was nothing that he brought to that that uh, existing voice actor and, and long-tenured Snake actor, um, David Hayter, David Hayter, could have yes. done. And obviously there, there was the the massive... Furor, rightly so, in my opinion, that David Hayter was being replaced, and he apparently wasn't even told. Hayter's going to hate. He wasn't even consulted. Very good. Um, so I would say it do- sometimes it's a bad thing, and that's when the casting comes at the expense of good existing voice talent. There's yeah, loads of amazing voice talent. No Another quick example before you go, Peter. Mm. We've spoken about this briefly on the stream. I think I recently found out that Reese. Uh, which was a, uh, one of the protagonists in Tales from the Borderlands, the Telltale series, who was an excellent character, voiced by Troy Baker, who is a prolific and amazing actor, not just voice actor, mm. played Joel in The Last of Us and loads of other roles as well. He voiced him in, in Tales from the Borderlands. And for some reason, in Borderlands 3, he's, oh, yeah. he's not coming back. And instead, they've got Chris Hardwick, who isn't even an actor. He's a talk show host and a, a pretty controversial one at that, given stuff that came out about his private life and prior relationships mm-hmm. uh, last year. He's going to be voicing him. That makes no sense to me at all. Right. If you If you want to make your game cinematic, for example... Uh, Death Stranding. Yeah. You're like, right, Norman Reedus. He wants to work with Hideo Kojima. Seems like a match made in heaven. Excellent actor. Excellent director, if a bit insane. Sounds like a good combination. If 
if Death Stranding was the sequel to uh, Death Not Stranding, yeah, Death Death sort of very reachable. Stripping. Sorry, it's Death Stripping. Death Stripping. Mm. And that that starred Nolan North, and then they were just like, "Nah, same character, but Nolan North's gone. We want to do it with Norman Reedus instead." Yeah, that would be bad. That wouldn't make any sense. It wouldn't make any sense. But that is not exclusive to games. That's ex- that's that can also apply to movies and TV shows yeah. as well. If they just replace an actor, I don't think it's a bad thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm actually less thumbs up about it and and, and very much supporting actors in games as you are. Okay, like, I'm I'm fine, but. Um, I don't know. I find it a little bit. It's it makes no sense, my my opinion, in, okay. in a certain in a certain way. Because to me, sometimes when I see an actor in a video game who it's just their face has been literally imported. It's not that right. they've done mocap, but then given them a different face and just used them. The, you know, that's how they can do. It. They can give someone a new mm-hmm. face, mm-hmm. It, uh, but they've no, they've used their likeness. I for some reason find it very jarring to see an actor in a video game, even though if I saw that actor in a new movie, you know, like say they did a, an Indiana Jones prequel, which they're sometimes talking about, and they, they right. got Chris Pratt to play him. Okay. I wouldn't like sit down in front of Indiana Jones Zero and go, oh, that's a bit weird that Chris Pratt's just running through the jungle. I would go, no, that's that's meant to be indie, isn't it? Right. I, would, I, I understand how movies work, right? Yeah. But for some reason, if I saw Chris Pratt in a video game where he was playing some explorer, I think I would just... There's something in my head that just goes, that's weird that that's Chris Pratt. You know, it's not... I don't know. I guess I'm just so used to... You know, we, we've had nearly like two decades of mostly new faces every time there's a protagonist. You know, even if they are voiced by an actor... You know, it's only a relatively recent thing that people's likenesses have been imported, unless it's a direct movie adaptation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like very recently, we now have literally just got actors being put into games to play a new character in the same way that they would if they sign up signed up for a TV show or a movie. And I think I'm just used to like not seeing actual actors in video games and recognizing who they are. Mm-hmm. And I actually find it a bit, find it a bit off-putting and I kind of it doesn't always <laughs> it's not good for my immersion personally um, yeah so I don't know like I'm fine with it and like you say the the benefit is that they're actual actors and they know what they're doing and mm. that's what they've been doing all their life but um, I don't know I, I just find it I think probably what it is is it's not just a case of a live-action movie having someone in there that you recognize and being like okay well he's an actor but it's the fact that they're being represented in video game graphics mm-hmm. probably just adds a little uncanny element as well. Right. And it kind of draws my attention to the fact that, like, that's a 99% looks like Chris Pratt, but it's not Chris Pratt, if you see what I mean. Yeah. I don't know. It's, no, it's all see, a bit of a weird thing. But. I see what I see. What you're saying. I suppose it might also be less detrimental to my experience because I've always been really about those kind of games that yeah. feature, you know, uh, real... Real actors. I've always been a big David Quage fan, mm-hmm. in spite of how wonky his games are. And I've been like a just. I've, I've always, you know, I, I like all kinds of games, but I really like his games as sort of he's doing his best to push video games as a as a platform or as a, as a medium forward in terms of how they can tell a story and thing. be uh, presented as well in having actual recognizable faces on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Heavy Rain didn't have well-known, recognizable actors in it, but they were all 
their faces like that, that yeah. that's what they actually look like christopher judge who a lot of people will know from stargate and other things uh mocapped and did the voice of kratos in god of war but yeah. it didn't look like him no and i'm, I'm um, more okay with that yeah yeah so mm. it's interesting isn't it that, that as soon as their face or likeness starts to encroach it becomes a little Weird i don't know i suppose i i agree in a sense in that as time goes by and the graphics look more and more dated for the time, they're the most realistic rendition of what that person looks like in a digital plane. Mm-hmm. But you go and look back at Heavy Rain now, and it doesn't look very good. It looks kind of like the people it's meant to be, mm. but it's aged not great. I think maybe that's what it is, actually, because you know exactly what that person is that meant person to look like. Look like. <laughs> yeah. You notice more that they're not, they don't look quite right. It's mm. a bit like um, Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One, right. and, and Leia at the end as well. They both look a little bit weird looking. <laughs> yeah. And it's because your your head has such a good template to compare them to. Whereas if you look at another movie of the of probably of the same year that might have had a CG human being in it, mm-hmm. it probably looked slightly less weird. I can't think of an example, but like, you know, that would be my theory is that like because you know what they should look like, mm-hmm. you know that they don't look like that because yeah. you have that template in your head. So I don't know. Overall I support like very good qualified actors being in games like you know great I you know like you say it's becoming more and more like a cinematic storytelling medium so mm-hmm. I welcome that but yeah I just find it a bit odd sometimes and it, it kind of sometimes affects my immersion yeah. yeah I suppose in a general sense which I think might be the the sense that he's asking Liam is asking in mm. yeah it's it's not a bad thing that big names are in games no. it can sometimes be a little transparent that they want to sell this game yeah. and they feel like they need to put a famous person in it. But previously, that's just existed as voices. You know, there have been celebrities mm-hmm. in games for as long as games have been around and have oh, yeah. voice acting. Um, but only now are, are, are video games getting the crazy budgets and the technology that supports these these famouses to actually be in the game. And yeah. as long as they're committed and they give a crap, then that's great. You know, can you imagine if there was... if Fallout New Vegas had anything resembling mocap and uh, performance capture and face capture, and what's his name, Matthew Perry, who <laughs> who did the most disinterested voice acting work I've ever heard. Yeah. Or even Peter Dinklage. You know, if the little ghost in um, in Destiny had Peter Dinklage's face and he just looked like he was half asleep the if whole time. He was time, just sitting on it. It'd be crap. Around. Yeah, it'd be crap. Mm. But fortunately, there is middle ground. Um, so we'll see. I think it's fine. I think it's exciting a lot of the time, especially when they're cool celebrities who actually really care about what they yeah. do, um, like Kinu. But we'll see. Let us know what you think of that in the in the discussion below, in the comments discussion area below, and also what you think of E3 yeah. in general. How did you find it? Was it rubbish? Was it all right? Were there good things? Were there bad things? Let us know. We want to know about it. Peter, where can people find us? They can find us at Team Triple Jump on all social medias and websites that are worth being on. Yeah. The YouTube channel is Team Triple Jump. So is our uh, Twitter and Facebooks. Um, hello, there's a train. Oh, there's a train. Uh, you can watch us on Twitch as well at twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump. Twitch to woo. Twitch to woo. Uh, if you want to support us financially, we've got a Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Uh, the other way you can support us financially is by going to tripleju.mp. Uh, and if you put a little forward slash shop on the end of there, uh, you can go to our shop and buy buy nice things. Um, the other place you can find us as well is the podcast, which is play.acast.com forward slash s forward slash triple jump. If you listen to the audio version already, 
You've already worked you that one out. It. You worked that out. Congratulations. You did it. Um, and uh, one of our lovely Patreon rewards is that we've got a Discord uh, with a special room for patrons. Um, and that is bit.ly forward slash team triple jump to go to the, the Discord and talk to like-minded weird people. No, they're lovely. Weird? They're lovely. No, lovely. They're not very, weird anymore. Very generous people. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, they, they they get to ask questions for this podcast. Mm. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at uh, that Peter Austin and at confused underscore dude. Also Instagram at that Peter Austin and at Ben Potter 20. If mm. you want to find us on there. Lists, we bring them to you every Tuesday and Thursday. Streams every Monday, Tuesday and Thursday. We'll be returning to regular streaming uh, this coming week. And uh, Thursday is on YouTube. We stream on YouTube on Thursdays. Worst games, it's fortnightly, but Friday for patrons of a certain tier. Uh-huh. So if you're a patron, you would have got worst games ever yesterday at the time of release, and it's Sunday for everybody else. And there is a worst games ever this week. Yeah. It's just it's just happened. It's yeah. happening now. Podcast is every every Saturday, and it fell over my words. Every Podcast Saturday. is every Saturday. And finally, please leave us a review slash rating on your platform of choice. We'd really appreciate it. Something about algorithms. Final plug to today's sponsor. It's uh, E3. That's ecstasy, ecstasy, ecstasy. Look for the Kevs. They'll sort you right out. Do you smell that? It's... Oh, no. Oh, it's just ecstasy. It's all gone. It's gone now. Mm. Is that how you consume ecstasy? Uh, yeah, you can do. No, it's no. So... Ecstasy, no. Well, maybe you can. I think you might be able to, but most people take it as a pill, I think. Right. Um, Talk to Kev. He'll, Kev will know. He'll help you right out. You can probably you can take it how you want. I mean, inject it straight into your veins. You might die, so don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Suppository. Why yeah. not? Give it a try. Yeah, crush it up and put it into your eyeball. Uh, just let it absorb into the ball itself. Triple Jump Podcast brought to you this week by Ecstasy, Ecstasy, Ecstasy. Thank you very much, Peter, for coming along and doing the recording with me today. You're, well, you're, you're welcome. You're very welcome. And we'll speak to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.